Bronte Nuenberg in. Bronte, uh, in studio, welcome, and welcome to Harness Racing Victoria. Thank you. It's good to be here. Tell us about your role at HRV. It's a, you only started on Monday, so it's a, it'll be an ever-developing thing, but tell us a bit about it. Yeah, it's a content producer role, so you'll see me at the track, you'll see me in the office, on radio, wherever I might be, just helping create content to promote the sport. So for socials, Facebook? Socials, or... Facebook, broadcasts, wherever. Wherever we possibly could find a place to put content. <laughs> so today you go to Yarra Valley with a microphone and a camera of sorts? Yeah, if we count my mobile as a camera. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be working out all the tactics for the Yarra Valley Cups. How are you going to do that? You're just going to stand there so you won't be on camera. You'll just uh, stand and film the driver and ask the questions? No, but there's um, another person in our... <laughs> yeah, like that. No, not a big selfie stick. And I'm going to go in with Lockie, who also works for the in the media department at HRV, and he'll be filming. I'm going to try and get him um, in front of the camera too. <laughs> <laughs> Does he know that yet? No. Yeah, he's probably no. listening. Uh, Lockie, <laughs> with your debut as well. On, I don't know if he's going to be such an on-camera guy as what you may be. Yeah, but I like, I'd love to like, you know, give him incorporate the, him. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to. He's so him. funny. He's such a nice guy, and he's so funny. So he'll be great to hear his thoughts. So Yarravelli, uh, you'll be there. You've just put. There's just a story's gone out about the cups and. Uh, we'll get stuck straight into it. Yarra Valley Cup Day, it's a massive day. It's been a bit of a graveyard, though, for a couple of champions. And I'll never, I'm still ruining the fact I ran a punters club there one day and had this horse won out in quaddies, and they stood to collect something like $45 if it won. It's a horse called Black's a Fake, and it got beaten in a Yarra Valley Cup. Who beat it? Uh, Blakey, I think, for John Justice, who was a claimer at the time. Yeah, I know. He was a four-year-old, and... He didn't step very well, and he was three wide for the last 12 months. It was an enormous second, to be honest, but I was still filthy. Uh, and Lenny the Shark's been beaten in Yarra Valley Cups, and Captain Ravishing, although he's nowhere near Blacks of Fake or Lenny the Shark yet, his high ability, he's an odds-on favourite. I'm not sold. He's a, I'm not 100% sold he's going to win this race. What are your thoughts? Well, look, I have him on top because I think it might be a bit disrespectful to not to have him on top, and I'm not going to be putting money on him. Um, but with the scratching of Curly James now, I might be a little bit more confident. I actually have Arg in for second now that he's going to be on the fence. Um, and I do like Max Delight, but Captain Ravishing, I, I, I will not be surprised if he gets beat, but I'm having him on top. Jason Woods uh, owns Arg, and mm. for him, he lives about two kilometres from the track. So it is dead set his home track. He's a uh, farrier. And if Arg wins, uh, good luck interviewing him after the race. Oh, he'll, will he be excited? He'll be an, ex- <laughs> he'll be an excitable uh, winner of the, of the Yarra Valley Cup if he wins it today. So it, without Curly James, how does that make it easier for Captain Ravishing? Less pressure. Well, if Serge Blanco didn't go forward, then I think... Curly James would have had enough gate speed just to ping to the front because he's that fast. He'd have to be one of the fastest in Australia on our stats on Soccy app. So, you know, I would have seen it being a bit harder for Captain Ravishing to find the front if Curly James got it first. Uh, Big fellas sent a text in. Yeah. Uh, People throwing cans around and injuring people after winning group one. Glory would be pretty good content, I reckon. (laughs) Cheers from Big Fella. That's a reference to um, there was a horse winner race in Tasmania. And um, 
Tim O'Connor happened to be there on this occasion and a can of Jim Beam landed near Tim uh, shortly after the win. I'm not going to go into the specific details of it. Uh, so I'll we'll have just, to ask him. Yeah, you can ask Tim about that. Uh, it's been well publicised, the famous can uh, in Tassie. Uh, so, sorry, I was distracted there by big fella texting <laughs> in. I think Serge Blanco is a better horse. I said this last week than people give him credit yeah, definitely. for. Definitely. This may be his preparation. I think he goes, steps up one more. And um, the Stephen Duffy's sort of stepdad, uh, Brian Johnston, has been sick for two years. Uh, told him he wouldn't make Christmas two years oh. ago. And he's still kicking along. He owns a share in Serge Blanco. I grew up knowing Brian. So there's a little bit of heart and a little bit of head, hopefully, in my cheering for Serge Blanco in a Yarra Valley yeah. Cup. Jono was... Part of the Yarra Valley Club for many, many years. He would love to win that race. So I'll be cheering for Serge yeah. Blanco. Oh, me too. If he can find the fence, I definitely think he's a big chance. Just finding the fence might be a bit tricky. Arg 330, the place, is a very safe bet. He's a great mm. place chance, isn't he? You, yeah. You've nailed that. I like I like that one. Back rowers, Lip Reader, Beat City, Max Delight, Tango Tara. It's very difficult, isn't it? Yeah, but Tango Tara and Max Delight are undoubtedly good horses, but the amount of distance they're going to have to cover to actually win the race is going to, they're going to have to be up there with the best. Yeah, you're sounding like me, which is a worry for you, but that's okay. <laughs> now, Trotter's Cup, what, yeah. who are you tipping in the Trotter's Cup? This is an intriguing affair. I have Visionary on top because it's got the better handicap of the better horses. Um, I really wanted to try and get Olavici on top or make some sort of excuse to try and get it up top, but I couldn't. It's had bad manners recently off the stand and the amount of distance it's going to have to cover to actually win, it's going to be a victim of circumstance, like one overall last week at Swan Hill. It's, they don't win off 30 too often no. in these Trotters Cups. I've seen a couple, maybe the Penny Drops might have done it at Charlton, perhaps off 30 metres. I reckon Andy had one win off 30 at Horsham over the recent years. It'd be an interesting stat to pull up that, actually, what handicaps horses have won our Trotters Cups off. And, uh, yeah, it's a tough ask off 30, even over the 26.50. They're, just, they're all so even these days. Yeah. Uh, Harry Stamper off 20. James Herbertson probably gets him into a pretty good position. It's if he, he needs to step really well. I think he's probably a better horse than Olavici, in my opinion. Yeah, I have Harry Stamper in for second. I, you know, when he first came onto the scene, he was known as just being this brilliantly speedy, fast horse, but he's shown recently that he's very versatile and he thrives on these long-distance events. So I think if he gets into a good position, he's the one to beat. But I like High Valley Hotspur. I think it will get the front and keep rolling. Yeah, which uh, Chris might go a bit quicker than he did on uh, Tuesday at Yarra Valley where they ran 2.9 in the maiden. Yeah. Uh, I reckon he might roll along a bit quicker than that. So it gets to the front. So it's run fourth in the Geelong Trotters Cup, and it was beaten 8.5 metres by Harry Stamper, but this time Harry Stamper goes back a further 10 metres, which makes it a very even contest it between does. those two. And we're just when you say it in isolation like that, but that's where the handicapping system works so well. Yeah. I think this is a very interesting race. I have Visionary on top. She rates best on Soki up, and she's got the better handicap over uh, Harry and Olavici, but I think any horse could really win this race, apart from probably the one. And she's a good stand start horse too from memory. Yeah, she's yeah. consistent. She's won our last two stands at Cranbourne and Warrigal, which 
Uh, it was a while ago, though. That was when uh, Jess Tubbs was training her. So, all right. Well, you can uh, head off to Yarra Valley. What Start a, the track. What a great afternoon. Yeah. Uh, uh, down from Queensland, we're uh, very excited to have you part of. Thank I'm not you. sure exactly what your role will end up at Trots Life, but I think there's going to be plenty of Trots Life for yeah. Rodney Newenberg. People are going to have to start getting used to my voice. <laughs> That's right. It's time to take a peek into the little black book. Stephen Cleveland, how are you, my friend? I'm doing very well, Toby. Uh, great to be back here with the Black Book Runners after an unbelievable week last week. I hope I can uh, continue the good role. It was seven from 11, wasn't it? Five at Melton, two at Swan Hill. When you put it in those, in that sort of, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, they're the week that we chase and they're the week that we dream of. But uh, it's very hard to back up week after week with that. But we'll be doing our best. All right. Fire at fire will. Okay. So we've only got four races to cover this week, which oh, wow. is good. It makes it a little bit easier. But we will get through them quickly because I know you're restricted from time. So race two, we've got a few runners going around here. Diamond Eclipse, Whiskey Cavalier, Captain Balisario, Terry and Better Be the Bomb. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Better Be the Bomb here. I'm going to have a little $20 win, $40 the place here. I was really impressed with the way he hit the line last week. I think he's building up to a win, and he just might get the perfect card into it in this race. He gets into it well, doesn't he? I'll be, I've will be i picked him on top too, Steve. I think he just gets into the race well. And there's a bit of speed off the front row as well. So Especially if Captain Balisario fires up. Yeah, correct. I don't know if he will. I'm not sure if he's better in front or better from behind. And I think he needs a 3,000-metre track so he gets around the bends, Captain Belisario. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to be building them yet, Toby. <laughs> yeah, correct. So, yeah, I'm with Better Be The Bomb there too. Very good. Yep. And then we skip over to race four where we've got uh, three going around in that race being Gypsy Princess. Twisted Bliss and Blood Moon. Now, Blood Moon really gets into this well. 103 rater up against much, much lower class. VMG McRae's probably going to start favourite from the good draw. But I'm happy, happy to have a crack here with Blood Moon. I think the speed that she's got at the finish, she's going to get the perfect uh, run through at the start. I reckon she can out sprint them here. And uh, I'm just going to have a $60 win bet on number eight, Blood Moon. You. What do you need to have that sixty? You want her what more than three dollars, or do you want her more than four dollars? If she's two dollars, you obviously wouldn't do that. I wouldn't have thought. Oh, uh, well, it's a win win bet only. So anything that's uh, in the black figures will be fine. Yeah. So if she was two dollars twenty, you'd you'd still want to pile into her. Uh, yep. Yep. Fair yep. Enough. We've got a, we've got a small betting plan for this this week, so I'd still be happy to go into her. Anything in the black. Yep. Very good. That's uh, keep going. Yep, and then we skip over and then to race six. We've got uh, the favourite, which we can't back here. It's just way too short. Kiang Ignite for Paddy Lee and Jason Lee. This horse is absolutely flying. You saw the demolition job it did to him up in the Swan Hill Cup. I think it wins and wins very comfortably here. But as I said, it's going to be way too short to be piling into. Do you think you'll work forward at the start? And I think Iron Pegasus holds up initially and then Kiang Ignite comes and ends up in front. Yeah, I believe so. I, I think that's the place. Anyone who's in front is going to be happy to be sitting on its back to try and run second. Yeah, I, I think he's a level above there. So, yeah, yeah. $1.40 forty will probably be what he starts, I'd imagine, something along those lines. And there must be one more race. There is. There's one more, and that's race seven, number eight, Rocky Monolu. Really good run last week when... 
three wide from the half on its own, doing all the work and still managed to run second. I was really impressed with that run. 1,200-metre race, this horse is tough, and I think it can really enjoy this if there's a bit of early speed on as well. Uh, hopefully we get a good bit of odds about it. We're going $20 a win and $40 a place. That's race seven, number eight, Rocky Monolu. Yeah, so that's 180 you've spent. Keep going. That's that's correct. So now we're going to throw in something that I haven't done on the little black book yet, Ooh, and we're going to have two all-up bets. Okay. So we're going with our four selections. We're going to go race two, number 10, the place. Race four, number eight, the win. Race six, number seven, the win. Into race seven, number eight, the place. At the odds that I expect them to go around that, that multi should be about 20 to 1, and yep. we're going to have $15 on it. Yeah. And then we're going to have a $5 multi of all those four oh, selections to win. straight out to, <laughs> to win, and that's at about 140 to 1. So we're just going to throw a $5 on that just to uh, have a little bit of fun. Uh, yep. All right. Uh, if Yeah, it'll pay huge if that wins, that $5. Uh, yep. Better be the bomb might be five dollars. Wide Moon fours twenty times a dollar fifties thirty. Rocky Monaloo might be sixes. So you're probably a couple hundred to one. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I marked it out at one hundred and forty. So it's yeah. roughly around that. I think yeah, we'll we'll be in that vicinity one one hundred or two hundred. That will be interesting. Uh, unlikely. A nice little five dollars. <laughs> unlikely. Uh, gamble responsibly, please, everybody. Uh, was there anything in the Yarra Valley Cup, mate, or did you want to have a quick comment on that while I've got you? Uh, actually, didn't even get to that yet, mate. I've been doing the form for Saturday night for Trots Vision, so uh, uh, haven't had a chance to look at it. But good luck to everyone with a runner in the Cup today. Uh, very good. Thanks, Steve. Oh, how's Mirakuru? Uh, no, he's good. He's, he's, he's all right. He's in the paddock a minimum of three weeks, so, but he's okay. pulled up well. Okay, very good. Thanks, mate. Have a, have a good rest of your day and uh, have fun Saturday night. Lovely. Thanks, Toby. Jamie Cockshut is there. Jamie, how are you, mate? All good? Hey, um, yeah, not too bad. Thanks, Toby. Now, uh, get, we've got five minutes. You've got five to get through two meetings, so uh, good luck. Race two, number one, kicking off at Hobart. Highly invincible, something you have been described as. Yeah, no, that's right, mate. Well, we head to Hobart Friday night. It's it's a race meeting called the Dynamo. All races are run over the 1,120 metres, Toby, and we only oh. see a field of six and a couple of five. So it's going to be very interesting, great viewing, and looking forward to it, to be honest. But, yeah, the first of the best thing, good things come up. Race two, number one, highly invincible. Should be able to hold up, and he's a nice horse resuming. He should be winning. Um, we head over to race five, number one, Justify. Going very well from poor draws, but draws one, but oh, it's probably not ideal because he, he can go a bit rough early. So, but if can happen to hold up, they won't get past him in this class of field. So I'll take the risk that um, he can hold up early. Then we go to race six, number two, size eight. Bonnie uh, Little Mary resumed with a very good effort last week. Um, will be fitter and I think she can get the job done as well. Couple of value, race three, number two, Magic Joe. Um, pretty open race this one, but he's racing very well, and you know the front line's going to suit, and he'll give a good side around the four dollar mark. And then we'll go to race four, number six, Lancelot. So drawn outside um, the front, I just see there's going to be a lot of speed early. Um, and if Lancelot can just 
be close enough. He's got the speed at the end of his races to get over the top at around the $4, $5 mark, Toby in race four. He gets into that race well. He's a class above most of them, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So we just need a little bit of luck early. He got checked out, knocked out of the race last start, so just forget about his latest effort. We'll go quality skinny. First leg one, second leg one, two, third leg one, three, last leg one, four, five. $30 give us 250%. See Bo Steele's down there. My old mate Boris had Bo Steele. I was at uh, Broken Hill when it won one time. And I've never, he's such a funny man, Boris. He's telling me how good the horse is and how many races it's going to win for him. And then he says, I'll sell it to you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Boris, if it's so good, why are you selling it? Uh, yeah. anyway. well, he's obviously sold it. He's obviously sold it. Been and, um, he sold it. He's, all, he sold it out of yeah. Only had one more start for him, I reckon. He's a yeah. he's a real character, Boris. He's a real character yeah. of the he's good. Been around a long time. And been around a long time, mate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lawrence uh, Quaddy. Oh, you said that. Yeah, done Quaddy, mate. We'll go to Launceston on Sunday. Uh, pretty good, mate. Ten races. Uh, ah, yeah, you know, bit of dipping. So we'll go first. First of them comes up. Race five, number nine. All by myself. Resumes. He's a bit better than his, bit better than her rivals. Just needs a little bit of luck early, but I reckon she'll get it, and she'll be winning at around the two eighty-three dollar mark. One of my old favourites going around in race nine, number eight, laid back Kenny. Um, he made me look good last time because he got the job done. Tough ass. He doesn't get, it, he doesn't get it done that often, but um, I'm happy to go again. <laughs> he just maps well, and he'll be around the three fifty-four dollar mark, and he's worth a good play at those odds. Um, and we'll go to the value. First of them, race two, number one, Eye of the Hurricane. Drawn the drawn one, um, a little bit tricky, but even, I reckon she'll get crossed early. But just as long as she gets a gap, she'll run a great race at around the $5 mark. Then we go to race four, number nine, Cynical Jermaine. Bursting to break through, um, just going to get a good run. And, you know, I just can't, honestly, Toby, I just think it's going to win at around the $4 mark. The best at odds race, 10, number 10, Al Barlu. Um, ran his best race for a long time last start. Drawn to follow the top, me top pick in the race. So if he gets onto that three wide line, it wouldn't shock me at all to see Al Barlu hit the line okay and give some sort of cheek. Mm-hmm. Then we'll go with Quaddy. First leg, nine. Second leg, one, seven, eight, nine, twelve. Third leg, one, four, six, seven, eleven, thirteen. Last leg, twelve and thirteen. $45 for 75%. Yeah, got all by myself, one out in the quaddy. Some irony there, mate. Yeah, well, I'm always by myself, mate. So that's why, you know, that's. Oh, um, don't be like that. I had lunch with you once, twice. Yeah. <laughs> no, he just, he's a nice horse. Got a few injury problems, and um, Rowan wouldn't have her at the races unless he was 100% confident. Best horse out of WA? Question without notice. Someone sent it in on the text. I went with. Pro Chevalier. Oh, Pro Chevalier. Yeah, I miss Pro Chevalier. I still reckon Sad Simeon. If he hadn't gone to America, he, he might have been the greatest harness horse we've ever had, San Simeon. Yeah, you know, he could have been. But um, Tasmania brought him undone, mate. He got beaten in the heat of the end of Dominion. He yeah. had no luck, mind you, but he did get beaten in the heat of the end of Dominion. But first, I just remember first time being seen pro Chevalier. Yeah. Well, mate? First time he ever got beat was in Inter Dominion heat. Him and Courage on the Fire did it. Yeah, village. yeah, they did too, mate. Uh, yeah, v- village did. kid off the text line from Greg in Perth. He's gone with. Yeah, he was some sort of a champion. He was a tough. He was a very tough. Good horse for a long time, Chris. I mean, well, pound for pound, WA's produced, you know, oh, probably the majority of the better horses over the last forty odd years. To be honest, mate. You know, considering the state it is and where it is, they've produced some really, really good horses. They'll come for you from the Riverina, but that's all right. Uh, 
Jamie, thanks for the change of slot, mate. Uh, we'll be back to normal programming next week. We'll catch up then. No worries, buddy. Take care, mate. Simon Jones joins us. How are you, Simon? Very well, Toby. Yourself? Yeah, really good. Great, ra- great car to racing on Saturday night, mate. Yeah, it's a ripper, mate. The fields came out late, so we'll do our best. But yeah, it looks it looks a great great program. You might. I'm just working it out here. I reckon you might have more prize money on offer than what we do at Melton on Saturday night. Just uh, think about stop and think about that for a second. It wouldn't be oh, far yeah. off it. I, I haven't worked yeah. it out, but things are on the way up, so that's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I think. Avenal Eagle's a nicer horse than what his record gives credit for, mate. And uh, if you're if you're going to ask me about him, I'd say you'll probably win that Trotters Derby. I think he's a, a just a step ahead of Bullion Girl, anyway. Yeah, well, he was uh, obviously went to Gawler uh, for his first start and uh, and galloped. Then he won nicely second up at Globe. So we've we've seen him here two runs. I would have been set to declare out of Baron Styles to be to be honest, because it ran through the Trotters Cup and was looming as the the winner of its heat before it galloped. But went to the trials last week at Gawler and um, galloped going in the first term, backed up in the next trial, led them up and galloped at about the hundred metre mark, albeit they were running home in fifty six something. But yeah, that's the only concern I've got. I think on exposed form, I think it's good enough. But yeah, I think Avenel Eagles they. Uh, a big threat, a big chance. And mm. all the tricks is a horse with a lot of ability as well, um, but can do things wrong. Mm. Um, and even Hay Oak from the pole, it's it's trotting well. So, yeah, I look, I think Avenel Eagle um, would have had out of Baron Styles, clear top pick, but just worried about those two trials. What what else have you got for us? It's a pretty good card. Um, this is a good card. Yeah, I thought um, we've mentioned we've talked about talked about this horse before. Race four, number three. He's rocking royalty. Mm. Uh, I think he'll uh, he'll use his gate speed early to to get across uh, the inside two. I think he'd be very very hard to beat. Obviously, galloped in the in the heat of the um, of the of the Botra um, Golden Nursery, but then came out and was a, a nice winner against the uh, the older horses. I think he represents a, a good bet, but that's a great race. Our old mate, Beijing Majors, in it as yeah, well. Yeah, and Starman. Uh, yeah, and Starman. I thought race three, I thought it's Trixton time. It run in the Trotters Cup was very, very good and gets to a suitable assignment here. Obviously, my used to be wet super as well in that cup, but it's drawn inside the second row. So I'd probably be happy to, to throw something. Race three, number two. It's Trixton time. And there was one later on. I think Jamaican Rock will win the size produce. Very impressive first up and then trialled last week at Gawler against uh, older horses and ran a really quick last half and looked very impressive. So I think he's very hard to beat. He's come back uh, in great order. Race eight, number six, Jamaican Rock. I'll be cheering life is but a dream, but that's more Yeah, no, it's got a terrific chance. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, not sure it can cross cheers the loop. Won't, but but it'll be on on its back. Be on its back. Yep, 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 absolutely. So I think they're the main main three, cheers the loop, life's but a dream and Jamaican rock. But yeah, Jamaican rock's impressed me on what I've seen this time in thus far. And Secret Lady, a first starter for Major Secret, as he keeps producing horses as well, that, that stallion. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how she goes. Um, haven't got delved into the trials yet, so I can't really uh, fill you in too much yet. But um, I'll be doing more of the former, and he came out very late yesterday. And, of course, we've got the Mount Gambier meeting. 
on Friday night as well, Toby. So um, good to see the South East season kicking off this uh, this Friday. Yeah, I've been to probably, I don't know, seven to ten Mount Gambier meetings across the journey. They're uh, great fun. They're a great crew down there. So uh, And great to see six races, mate. Really pumped for them to have the full six races on and get a meeting away for the first one of the year. Yeah, Shippers had uh, great hopes. MJB in the first and Swiss Lightning in the second. We've got a first starter from New Zealand, David Drury. Uh, the notorious RBG, just a plain horse for mine, but he has a terrific, uh, from the New Zealand form, but he has a terrific uh, record with the ex-Tony Hurley horses that he's uh, acquired over the years. Yeah, he does a wonderful job with them. He's a great bike too, David. I've had long chats with him on air. Uh, any news, any further news, mate? Uh, Paul Cavallaro uh, resumed, uh, got his first winner back after that long layoff, so that was good to see on Monday. Yep. And we've got a, uh, well, more of a heartfelt um, thinking prayers to Joe Carboni. Most people would know Joe. He was a dominant trainer with uh, his training partner, Peter Sergi, through the 90s and 2000s, obviously the owner of um, Rainbow Knights. A lot of our listeners would know Joe. He's not in a great way at the moment, so... Uh, he's in intensive care, so we're we're thinking of him and and praying he can pull through. Um, so we'll uh, we're, we're thinking of the family at this time. The all blue colours with some white on the sleeves, is that right? Uh, green with a purple mm. star, but they had a mixture of colours. They bought a lot of New Zealand horses back in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were very strong. I mean, they went. They took that Juoma, I think, Breeders' Crown. Um, obviously, they own Rainbow Night. It went down a nose in our cup here. Um, but, yeah, they had plenty of good horses uh, over the years. Too many C- to name. But um, C- Count the... Count the... Count the Christo, yeah. <laughs> count the Christo. There was something else to Christo. And yeah, yeah. They were all New Zealand. They used to spend a lot of money. They had a big, big... Um, Big lot of owners that would spend up, and and yeah, they they uh, they were very potent through the the nineties and and two thousands, and sort of uh, semi retired. I mean, Serge still, um, Peter Sergi still floats around helping his daughter Lisa and Paul, and uh, but Joe, uh, he definitely got ownership in a lot of houses. Joe, um, he's got a nice one with Ricky Olchin, whose name escapes me at the moment, but. Um, yeah, so we're thinking of him, we're praying for him, and, and hopefully uh, he's, uh, he can pull through. Thank you, Simon. Uh, we'll do it all again next week, mate. We'll make sure this one gets podcast and you find it nice and easy. <laughs> all good, Toby. No worries. Thanks for your time Thanks. and good luck to everyone. Five of his last six across the last two weeks have won. So he's on fire. Will Norman, how are you, mate? Great to hear your voice again this week after phone issues last week. Yeah, good to be back, Toby. How are you? Yeah, good. And I've got a tip for you at Albion Park tonight, uh, Saturday night. So it'll be interesting to see what your thoughts are on my one when we get through yours. Okay, perfect. That sounds good to me. Fire away, mate. We're going to start. Um, we've got some good races up here Saturday night. Like you mentioned earlier, we're definitely heating up the, the spring and the summer carnival. And we're going to start with race four. This is one of the features. This one's for the trotters, the spring sprint. I've got to stick here with number two, Majestic Harry. Um, he actually won this race last year um, by leading throughout, and I'm hoping he can do the same here. Um, I think sort of front row with a lot of speed. The the ex-Kiwi horse drawn in gate one, we don't know a lot about its gate speed, but it was an unruly horse in New Zealand off the mobile, and 
Um, it doesn't look to me like it's got a, you have to be pretty safe with it out of the gate. So I think Brittany can fire to the front with Majestic Harry. He's normally pretty, very safe trotter. So I think, yeah, I think he can fire in the front here and, and give him something to chase. I thought his runs in Queensland have been really good the last month as well. So, yeah, I think it would take a lot of catching there, Majestic Harry. Yeah, over the 1660 at $3.50, we've got a market up for that already. So that's a great way to kick off, mate. Yeah, I think that price is more than fine. Obviously, the favourite there initially is Adele. Um, yeah, he'd probably 50-50 for her to, to be safe, to be honest. Yeah. Um, um, she's drawn six. She doesn't have a lot of gates, but you've got to be safe with her out of the gates. So um, I'm not exactly sure where she'll end up there early. So I think, um, yeah, Majestic Harry looks a good way to go. I think you'll find him on the front end. And, yeah, I think he... He won this race last year, rating about 155 from the front. So if he does similar here on Just Saturday means. night, I, yeah, I think that'll be more than enough to win this race. I, I'd get on early because I'm tipping uh, that'll come in, if anything. Keep keep going, mate. What else you got for us? Can uh, I go to the next race, actually? This Ooh. is the, the Group 2 Queensland Cup. Um, this is actually a place bet here. Where I think, obviously, the, we all know Leap the Fame is about $1.30, I think $1.25, and Look, he probably has found his, a suitable front row draw on Saturday night. But he's a really good place bet here, and that's number three, Black Sedan. Mm. Um, he's a horse that hasn't had a lot of luck with gates for a long time. Um, he's run last week. I wasn't overly sure how he was with the week before when he actually won, but thought his effort last week to run third. He did sit in the 1-1. One, one. It was a lovely drive from Pete Early from gate seven. Um, but I thought he chased really well through the line in a quick last quarter. I think he'll find the front here early. Um, the one's first up for a little while off two pretty soft trials, so I think he'll be looking to take cover on Pete, and the two doesn't get out overly well. So I think the, the Black Sedans will hold the front, actually. I think he'll make Leap the Fame sit outside him. And, yeah, and apart from going too quickly, which I don't think he'll do, I think, um, yeah, I think he can definitely grip on him at worst run second or third. He said yesterday, I had him on yesterday, Pete, that he thinks he's just stepped up this campaign, Blacks of Dance. So off the back of that as well, the dollar is great value. Yeah, he should be able to find the front there as well. With a little playboy's yeah. first up since July, he'll definitely hold send it early and you're not going to overly use send it if, if that's the case. And yeah, Blacks of find the front. Future assured, um, drawn back row as well. Um, obviously, we'd, we'd leave the fame sitting in the breeze. Nothing's, Nothing's going to be able to make a big race. Yeah. Nothing can come around. So, um, yeah, I think it, yeah, I think the dollar ninety is more than a good price there. I think, yeah, I think he'll he'll lead, and geez, he's got a super record even when he leads Black Sedancy, which he, I think he, geez, he's, I, I struggle to think he'd be beating many mobile races. Yeah. He's actually led up, you know, the horse hope Black Sedancy. But I, I think he could at least run second to second and at worst, hopefully third to him. You got any others, or are you sticking with two? I've got one more. That's yeah. in race seven. This is the Bill Dixon. Um, probably a little bit hard to gauge. The final of the peak to the creek was a really strong series. Um, the final was running a little bit of a slow tempo, so probably a little bit hard to gauge. But I really like the heat run of Mostal Terry there. That's number two. Um, he's got good gate speed. The number one's an emergency. And to be honest with you, even if it got a run, I don't think it really changes the map too much here. Um, he should be able to lead. He went 151.7, narrowly beaten by Artie's flash in the heat of the peak of the, the creek. So I think he'll be able to 
go through lead and if he rates similar time from the front, which he, I can't see any reason why he shouldn't be able to do, well, yeah, I think that's more than enough to win this race. So, yeah, Mostal Terry there. You got your pen poised for my one? I do. I do. Rightio. Race three, number one, Nürburgring. Ran second, two starts back. He drew the outside of the front. He was 80 to one. And then fourth last start to Classy Washington, Alta Reverie, so extra off the leader's back. I think Nathan Rothwell, I assume you'll take cover to something. You'd have to tell me who. But he gets into the race pretty well on ratings as well. I don't know what odds we'll get, but any little bit of value there, I think he's a great each way chance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I totally can understand that for sure. I'm I'm not even sure who leads that race. I, I agree with you. You'll probably look for a sit, but it's not a, a front row with a lot of speed. There, Congo line, like that Bart possibly pushes forward and let's get Rocky might push forward. But, yeah, it certainly looks a race. It's not, not the world's strongest band five even, like you said, with the claim for Nathan. And he's a really good young driver, Nathan, as well. He's, he's going really well up here. So, yep, I can totally understand that, that tip. If, if it wins, mate. Uh, you you want to make sure you you get a couple home yourself, or you'll have to put up with me next week. That's not a problem. I'm happy to, happy to hear it. <laughs> good cool. good on you, Will. Uh, thanks again, mate. We'll chat again next week. Lovely, thanks, Toby. Have a good week. Thank you. How are you, Matty? I'm well, Toby. Um, yeah, that that's on you. You can. <laughs> you're a big boy. You can put the bets on the horses you want. I still oh. I'm still with never ending overall though. Uh, and no, I can't. I'm not allowed to bet. So, uh, unfortunately, because of my role as a race race day judge and photo finish operator, but I was only saying the place and uh, I was surprised to see him win the race, to be honest. It was a huge run, still never ending. Second row uh, over there in, is is a big effort. WA Cup, mate, it's it's an interesting race. When I first saw it, I thought, geez, Loyalist might get his chance and could be big odds, but I wouldn't be jumping in at $5 and $1.65. No, he's, he's gate speed. It'll be interesting. Mm. Uh, there's, there's a lot of interest in this race in the early battle. Jumping Jack Mack, Magnificent Storm, uh, Diego in the centre. All those horses have got good gate speed. So uh, who, who's the one that gets to him? Do they want to sit on Loyalist? Do they want to try and roll the dice and leave uh, in the WA Pacing Cup from Barrier 1? So there's a lot of questions to be answered and no doubt uh, they'll be thinking long and hard about uh, their decision here. But... Yeah, look, I think uh, if he does hand up, if it's jumping Jack Mack or Magnificent Storm, whoever does get the front will be the hardest to beat in the race, but I'm not 100% sure Loyalist. It would be tough enough to be able to absorb the pressure in this race. What if they go crazy up front? Does that set it up for something from behind? Yeah, well, then I'd say a horse like Steal the Show or Mighty Ronaldo um, really comes into play. Mighty Ronaldo's won a Group 1 from Barrier 9 before and, uh, look, he could get to a really decent price uh, late in betting. So I think, and still the show, I think it's not a bad price at this stage. So, yeah, it's a, it is a really fascinating race. And I said, as soon as the Barrier draw came out, I thought, uh, as a spectacle and as a race, yeah, this is the draw that you would like. Yeah. Now, last week, you were terrific with your tips. Two from three, a $4 place uh, tip as well, which is fantastic. What have you got for us? Uh, race three, number one, uh, who's the dad? Should be leading, should be winning. I thought he was uh, probably the best on the card. And uh, we're going to go race four, number 11, Armour Einstein, on an each-way basis. I thought there could be a bit of speed in the race, which could suit him. And uh, we were on him last week, so yeah. he owes us nothing. And I thought he's a strong each-way chance again. So race three, number one, and race four, number 11, each-way.